Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. Well, as we approach 19 minutes past 8 o'clock, my very special guest today is indeed Natalie Shearing, who is the Chief Officer of the Dorset Race Equality Council. So uh, good morning uh, to you, Natalie. Good morning. So for the, for the completely uninitiated, and, and Natalie, tell us, what does the council do? So Dorset Race Equality Council is uh, the um, only equality body in uh, in Dorset and uh, it's been established for 22 years now uh, and we support ethnic minorities, uh, community groups and individuals in, uh, in, in, in Dorset to promote their culture, to access services um, and uh, and we challenge racial and religious discrimination. Um, so the support is is very varied, um, and people come to us to ask for information or to ask for contacts, or uh, we can support the groups to organise cultural events. That's quite a big part of of what we do, uh, but it's also bringing people together. And um, and in the last two years, we've really worked. We we obviously we had to change the way we delivered all, all our service because of COVID. Um, so we've really looked at uh, all the inequalities and solving um, the inequalities, raising awareness and, mm. and working in partnership to, uh, to, to, to find solution to, to reduce the inequalities that exist. Now, of course, we know that people get very, very angry, don't they? We've seen pulling down of statues and all sorts of things. Um, I suppose the word woke is used oftentimes. But, of course, the work that you do is, is, is actually bringing people together. It's actually enabling people to encounter one another and understand each other's cultures. And you do that in schools, don't you? Uh, a little bit, but we, we're hoping to do a lot more. Um, we, we're currently putting our program, uh, our training program on, online to enable more people to access that training. So it could be organisation, but also individuals, because it will be broken down into modules uh, that are easily accessible by all, So, so which is a very exciting project. But yes, as you said, you know, it is, it is really about raising awareness and educating people people because discrimination very often comes from ignorance and fear mm-hmm. um, so it's not necessarily that there are many many bad people or nasty people it's just because mm-hmm. of the fear element and uh, and that lack of understanding of other who comes from different countries and or, or, or who have a different ethnic background so, so what we try to do is really to educate people and to make sure that people can live together because there's so much we can learn from each other and you know and 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 working working with people from different ethnic background it mm. enriches your life and i suppose the best way of doing that is is by enabling people to encounter one another but also telling people stories because you know when when you hear people's experiences i mean i i work with the fostering team you know and uh, and one of the things with young people seeking asylum when you hear their stories of the communities that they've come from it's horrendous you know and i guess you 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 you're listening to these stories all the time aren't you mhm yes exactly you know it's um it's very hum- humbling and when you listen to those stories and when you take take um you know when you listen carefully and when you 
would take them into consideration. It's incredible where people have come from and the life that they they they, they have led, and and really to realise that we are all the same. We all want to live our life as best as we can, no matter you know what colour of the skin, where where we come from, where where we were born. You know, it does not matter. Everybody in life wants to live their life and to be as happy as uh, as they can. And uh, so, and there's so many, you know, wrong messages that are being, uh, are, are, that exist, you know, and like saying, you know, like all immigrants are coming here to, 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 to be on benefits. And to take our jobs. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is completely wrong because actually, you know, to be, to be entitled to benefits, you need to have lived in the country for quite a long time and you need to meet all the requirements for benefits. So those people do not get benefits, you know, um, and yes, you know, they, they, they receive some of the categories of people receive help, but nobody would be able to live on what they get, you know, uh, eight pounds a week. What, what, what could you do on, on, on that? So, so, you know, it's about busting all those myths and, 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 and sharing the truth. And of course, the interesting thing is that it's the skill base is another thing because, I mean, if we didn't have any people coming from other countries, then our NHS would, would grind to a halt, our care services would grind to a halt, and even picking fruit in Kent wouldn't happen, you know, uh, because, let's be honest about it, a lot of people coming from other countries, A, they do the jobs that British people don't want to do, um, partly because it's such terrible pay and so on uh, but not only do they do those jobs but they do them you know they do them really well you know uh, uh, and of course you've got professional people as well you know doctors and nurses and probably every profession you know but do you think they do you think the, the, the sort of climate is changing do you think that people are becoming more tolerant I mean I know we we had all of the of the uh, coming out of the EU and so on Obviously, uh, you know, the wars are constantly on our television sets and so on and the conflict around the world. But you think as a society that we're becoming uh, less discriminatory? Um, it's a really good question. Um, I, I think definitely there's, they are, there, there is a lot more awareness and there's, I, th I think there, there is a, a, a certain level of momentum that people want to change and want to be more educated in certain area if they if if they're not they want to understand what what is happening so which is really really positive because that's how you can create that positive change so so yes on the one hand it's um you know it, there there is a change um and uh, but on the other hand you know the political environment is really really divisive and that that does not help because that reinforces all the all, all the myth all and the all, negative all, all the negative stuff yeah. so so it is a bit it is about you know really juggling um juggling the two but really mm. working with those people who are yeah. willing to be educated and and to create that positive societal change mm. and uh, and it is happening definitely mm. it is happening um okay. and our young people are absolutely amazing they because they are not you know they 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 are they they are not willing to keep those negative negativity going and they really mm. want to create that positive change do you remember alf garnett years mm. ago in that terrible television program i mean they wouldn't get off with that these days would they no 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 because it's you know it is really 
we need to be really careful because you know there's a very very fine line between humor and offense it's me irish you don't have to tell me that you know i <laughs> oh yes oh, irish jokes terrible i've been sent sent in for years you know that he's been discriminating against me you know? <laughs> i can imagine yes and and you know and be, between friends you know banter it's it's yes. okay but there is a very very fine line because it, it can border on very bad taste e- exactly and and you never know because obviously you know um most adults would have a certain level of resilience and you can take jokes and you mm. can you know but some some people have a lower level of resilience and what would be you know what wouldn't affect you personally would yes. would probably affect somebody else with the same joke so we always need to be um very very thoughtful about about that and uh, and 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 as you said some some jokes can border on a very very um bad taste and offensive Well, that's uh, Mr. Bruce Springsteen there, and we shall uh, overcome. And I guess, uh, Natalie, that the the responsibility, you know, with uh, what we say, you know, uh, and also the way we talk to one another and welcome people of different faiths or different cultures and so on, it's an individual responsibility, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it is. It is all up to us and to be more self-aware and and to 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 be more reflective in in terms of what we say, how we behave with others, and um so and it is yeah and it is our responsibility as well to call out any inappropriate comments about others not just about ourselves but about others as well because you know we we're in the 21st century we cannot afford anymore to be bystanders um you know we've got to intervene and to support each other and i suppose the problem is that with there being a you know a really country heading for a recession if you listen to the bank of england and of course you know everybody's feeling the pinch aren't they i mean the food banks are are the only ones doing good business sadly you know but but i guess that there's something about you know when when the heat is on there could be a real tendency then to turn on other i mean you mentioned it you know these people are coming and they're taking our jobs and you know they're and there's from that, there can be quite an anger. You know, have you seen a rise in this sort of thing? Oh yeah, definitely. Because um, obviously, it started very much so with Brexit, and you know, and uh, and it was essentially the Polish community. Although mm. you know, it's they not were just get, they were getting the brunt of it. Yeah, they? yeah, they were they no. they were definitely the targeted tar- targeted community. And now the Polish community are the ones who are helping the Ukrainians. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. But um, and, and then obviously with COVID you had the different phase of the virus you know obviously initially was because it came from China so anybody who looked remotely Asian was a was a target and then you had the you know you you had the strand from South Africa so so you know any anybody you know with a slight accent slight South African accent was so there's been a French accent or a French accent accent yeah yeah yeah. so so there's been different um different strand and 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 it feels very much as if people need to blame somebody Mm. and need to find that group that is going to be is going to be the target and you know currently you've got obviously because of 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 the media and because of the news you've got you know it's all about the asylum seekers and it's 
all about the refugees. However, you know, with the refugees, we, we see something that is quite extraordinary because the response to the Ukrainian war has been absolutely incredible incredible you know yeah. people have come forward and have wanted to 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 help and that they still want to to do a lot of work and uh, and, and 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 you know and um and a lot of ukrainians have been supported and are continuing to be supported because of the community efforts Mm-hmm. You know, so it's extraordinary. Yeah. But next to that, you've got all the groups of refugees who are not helped as much and yeah. who do not receive as much support as the Ukrainians. So it is quite interesting to see the different uh, responses yeah, that yeah. happen d- depending on the groups. But of course, it's no small thing, is it, for people to leave their country and indeed to lead their families and their loved ones. And to be honest, to put their lives at some incredible risk. So behind all of the refugees and all of the things we see, yeah, we know that it's illegal, but having said that, it's coming out of great threat and great pain for them. Exactly. You know, it, it, it's just incredible. I, I don't think anybody can really realise, you know, what it must be like to live your to, to leave all your family, ev- to leave everything behind you and to travel for miles and miles and miles. For, and pay a fortune. And pay, for pay a fortune, you know, and, and put, you, put your your life at risk because, you know, the number of people that have died in the, in, in the channel and on the way from from their country to 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 reach the to 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 reach the country is incredible and you know it's i don't i don't think anybody can can understand what it is and and you know they don't do it on purpose they don't you know nobody wakes up in the morning and say oh i'm going to i'm i'm going to leave my country and i'm going to try i'm going to go easy to life in the great britain yeah. yeah exactly they they know it's going to be terrible they know they the you know the probability of them you know, having their asylum claim granted is tiny. So they they perfectly, they are perfectly aware, but they're so scared and they, they, you know, depending on the circumstances of their country, they are willing to do, to, to, to put everything at risk just for a tiny bit of hope. I mean, you commented on the media, uh, but we, we are manipulated, aren't we? I mean, we are very much manipulated by what the newscasters are saying in every area of life. And the problem is that we take so much of what we see on our televisions and radio and so on as hook, line and sinker. We take it as truth, don't we? Yeah. But it's not the whole truth, is it? No, exactly. It's a perception, you know, it's a perception of a group of people and, and who want to, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to share some, some information. But it is... It is really, really important, really, to be critical about the information and to to educate ourselves and to look at different sources of information because it's quite mm. it's quite interesting when you you know if you swap channels, <laughs> <laughs> you get the same you know you get the same piece of news yes. related in so many different ways, yes. and it's quite you know it's quite interesting to um, to do that kind of exercise. So uh, so I think it is our responsibility to educate ourselves and and to make our own judgment rather than to yeah. to believe what we're told. 
And of course, we're just beginning to get the results of the census coming through. And I know you haven't had a chance to, to, to view it, but, but I, I did look at some of the early reports coming through. And it shows actually that we are living in a multicultural Britain, uh, where in fact the, uh, the numbers of countries represented are very, very high. I mean, um, almost, you know, and of course, it doesn't surprise me really, because in a way, I mean, you've got big, big influxes from Romania, and you've mentioned Poland, of course. Portugal here locally in in Bournemouth uh, and so on and and you're now beginning to see a, a generation of people who were born in this country, who whose parents may have been from Sierra Leone or, or any of the other countries in, in the world, but they're born here. So they're as British as you and I. But in fact, they're equally, uh, like myself, I have dual nationality, so I can be Irish and I can be British. You know, Well, of course, these, uh, you know, all the nationalities are the same, you know, uh, that the people can legitimately hold a British passport because they were born in this country. Exactly. But of course, they don't want and nor should they forget their roots, you know, where they come from. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and that's where the diversity is fabulous because, you know, you've got a dual heritage or you've got how many different heritage yeah. <laughs> that you, you can have. You know, I met a gentleman the, uh, the other day and, you know, and he, he was born in Jamaica, so he, he was convinced, I think he was probably in his 40s, and all his life he had been convinced that he was from Jamaican origin, but he did a D- DNA test and actually he had no Jamaican whatsoever in <laughs> him. And he had about, you know, he had so many, he had Scottish, he had British, he had he, he had English, he had all sorts of different national, he was a real melting pot. He had a United Kingdom blend. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he thought he was, you know, he had been convinced and he was saying, I'm Jamaican, but actually <laughs> he had no Jamaican. Although that probably would have been his culture going back to roots, you know, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's really interesting. And, you know, when I when I hear sometimes people say, you know, um, um, you know, we we need jobs for the British. And, and, you know, I think to myself, who are the British? Because red and yellow, black and white British, everybody, you know, everybody, you know, who is born here can be British and And are legitimately legally British yeah exactly so it's 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 very very interesting and yeah well Natalie it's always a joy to see you but you're going you're leaving us Ah, now but you're going to something exciting aren't you I am I am so I'm I'm, I am leaving my position but I'm not leaving leaving as such because um so I'm I'm moving on to um Bristol and I'm going to be a regional capacity building manager. So I'm going to work with all the race equality organisations a- a- across the southwest. And that will include Dorset, then. That that does include Dorset, obviously, and uh, and and really look at um, systems uh, and and make those organisations sustainable. Because Dorset REC is an organisation; it is fairly successful and it works well. Um, but a lot of organisations are managed by volunteers and they don't have any systems in place. So they really, really struggle to make their point across. So my role would be to support them, to put systems in place and to share good practice across the southwest and to look at a partnership approach to resolve um, issues. Uh, because when you're, you know, when you're isolated in Dorset or in Cornwall or where, wherever, wherever 
you know, it's really difficult to make the point. But if I can have, you know, figures across the southwest, you know, I can claim the inequalities because, you know, the southwest is seen as a beautiful area where people come on holiday. And it is, you yes. know, I'm not denying that it's, you know, it's, it's a, a beautiful place and, yeah. you know. However, it doesn't mean that there's no issues and there's no inequalities. So, so I think we really need to make the point and, and I'm really excited to be able to have that regional impact. So the next time we talk, I'll be talking to you as a regional officer. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so yes, yeah, so it's, it's really exciting. And, and obviously, you know, I've been involved so much in Dorset REC and uh, it's almost like my baby. So there's, um, I am leaving, but I'm not really leaving. I'm no, al- I'll always have heart, an eye on it. Yeah, <laughs> your heart will always be here. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, thank you for all the work you and your colleagues uh, do. Uh, it, it's, it's sterling work. And we wish you every success you know, as you go to your new responsibilities. And don't forget where we are. No, of course <laughs> I won't. And thank you so much for all your support. And it's been great working with you. <laughs>